take a deep breath and remember there's a power breathing you. This is your space of sanity in an evolving world where we learn about spiritual law and how to apply it to our lives in a way that is practical and life-changing. This is where we remember truth to make the world a better place one person at a time. I'm Claire Lotier, inspirational speaker, teacher of the technology of transformation, and a certified life mastery consultant and spiritual coach. Welcome to the Grace Space. Here we are in the last installment of this series on the grace of forgiveness. Today's episode, Sacred Friends. In the last few weeks, we've looked at many aspects of forgiveness and what it does for us. We started by recognizing that in order to engage in a process of forgiveness, the doorway is willingness. We've talked about the fact that forgiveness is a practice. It's not something that we do just once and then it's over. Actually, it's a way of life. And it's a way of life that helps us to evolve spiritually. It's part of life. We practice forgiving the hurts that we've received in the course of our own life by forgiving other people and understanding that they were acting from the level of awareness they had at the time. Now that's not excusing acts, but that is separating being from behavior. And we forgive ourselves by viewing our own past limited awareness in that same light of compassion. We did the best we could with what we had at the time. We've reminded ourselves that forgiveness is about freedom. It frees us to a greater life and a, a realization of our own potential. And actually it's a gift that we give ourselves. To forgive is not to condone hurtful or destructive behaviors, but to elevate our awareness of the presence of love, which is everywhere, by removing the blocks within our own hearts. So let's say you are willing and you're committed to practicing forgiveness in your life. It's part of your life and you've been doing the work and you've been able to let go and dissolve quite a lot and your heart has really expanded. But there's still that one thing that just gets you. And you've tried, you've put it through your processes, but it just it won't let go. You know, you've, you think you've dealt with it, but then it just comes up again. And for whatever reason, every time that person or that situation comes up in your mind, you feel that pinch of contraction inside yourself, a hard place maybe a desire to have the last word or to be right or a feeling of schadenfreude and taking some kind of pleasure in another person's discomfort. Maybe the pain keeps returning because you regularly see the person who triggers the distress, even if you don't want to. Maybe you're in a family relationship with someone who's deeply unconscious and you will never receive the love from them that you crave. Or maybe the one whose forgiveness you would love to have is no longer in the body and you can't let go of the regret over the way you left things. There are things that require an even greater space or spaciousness inside ourselves to forgive. And we can use a 
term coined by His Holiness the Dalai Lama to describe these people or situations in our lives. The Dalai Lama calls them sacred friends. Our sacred friends are the ones who are hardest to forgive. A sacred friend can be another person, but it can also be a situation or a condition. Let's say your parents sent you off to boarding school when you were just a child. And even though you understand they did that because they believed that they were giving you the best chance in life by doing so, there's a part of you that still feels abandoned and holds a grudge about it many years later. It could be that that long buried hurt has been at the root of many self-destructive behaviors because you believed you were unlovable. And even though your mind understands it, your body is still frozen in the past. That situation is a sacred friend. It's influencing your life even today. The past is alive in the present and you haven't yet been able to make peace with it. Let's say you've been dealing with a challenging physical condition or illness or chronic pain for many years and it has diminished your quality of life or prevented you from living the life you thought should be yours. Maybe you've been in an adversarial relationship with your body or the condition for as long as you can remember. Or maybe you've tried to accept it and you've accepted a lot about it, but you're so tired of being in pain. That condition is also an example of a sacred friend. Or let's say you have a child who's troubled, whose chaotic life is a constant source of worry and distress and you've tried everything to help, and you'd do anything for your child, but they remain unreachable, angry, dishonest, even abusive. You feel powerless and torn between giving in and cutting them off. Your child is your sacred friend. Let's take a deep breath here. When we get caught up in our life situations and lose our perspective, we can go temporarily insane. So let's return to sanity here and now by reminding ourselves of truth. There is one power, one presence, one life in this universe, and it is everywhere. It is an infinitely creative, loving, thinking substance that permeates and penetrates and fills the interspaces of all existence. And it is the substrate for all that is. Its center is everywhere and its ending is nowhere. You and I are one with this one power and presence and inseparable from it. We live and move and have our being in it and it lives and moves and has being in us and as us. This power is beating your heart right at this very moment. It's breathing you right at this very moment. Spirit is animating you with the breath of life. Just take a moment and feel it right now. The power that's breathing you is the same power that rotates the planets and gives birth to stars and suns. It makes the flowers grow and the tender shoot press through cement seeking the light. It is greater than any circumstance. It is greater than any situation or condition you may be facing, no matter how long it's been there. With 
the power that's breathing you. You can forgive anything. Anything. The grace to forgive comes from this power within you. Spiritual law says that we are never given anything that is too big for us to handle. Now, we may perceive it as being too big for us to handle, but if it is coming up for us, it's because we have the capacity to navigate the curriculum. Now, we may not yet have the tools. We may feel we don't have the ability, but the capacity, the spiritual capacity is there. My mentor, Mary Morrissey, has an absolutely brilliant quote that I bring to mind every day, and that is, the content of our lives is the curriculum for our evolution. The content of our lives is the curriculum for our evolution. In other words, your life situation, exactly as it is right now, is the perfect configuration, the perfect curriculum for your learning. It is exactly as it should be for you to be able to take your next step. Think about what that means. It means that nothing is wrong. Nothing can be wrong in your life. Things are as they should be for you to be able to take your next step in your journey of growth. Nothing outside the scope of the loving intelligence that is breathing us can exist. There is nothing outside of it. Therefore, whatever may seem most challenging in our practice of forgiveness, we are capable of forgiving. In fact, the greater the seeming adversity or obstacle, the greater the benefit to us when we dissolve it. This is why having a sacred friend is a major spiritual opportunity. Your sacred friends, in a sense, are the souls who love you the most because they're willing to help you evolve into a more elevated being by their presence in your life. Now, I'm not saying that they have an awareness of this on the human level, but on the soul level, they do. You may even have an agreement at the soul level about this relationship and its purpose for both of you. We can shift our perspective by seeing a sacred friend as something we can be grateful in because it's there to help us evolve our hearts, develop spiritual muscle, and transcend the polarities of the human experience where something is good or bad, wanted or unwanted. It's attraction or, or aversion. Now the truth is, circumstances are always neutral. Circumstances are always neutral. But we tend to emotionally charge our circumstances and place a judgment on them or be in resistance to them. But the situation itself is as it is. It simply is. When we remind ourselves of this, it helps us to view the situation with our sacred friend as curriculum that is there for our growth and evolution and we can actually be grateful in the situation. Notice I said grateful in. You may not be grateful for the situation. There are situations that we would never be grateful for, but we can still be grateful in them. 
As the Apostle Paul said, I have learned in whatsoever state I am therein to be grateful. A sacred friend is also an opportunity for us to liberate a tremendous amount of energy that's been tied up in conflict or resistance so that we can make use of that energy in constructive and positive ways. Remember that it takes energy to hold on to a pattern of limitation. Even if you're not consciously aware of it at first, once you let it go though, you will most certainly be aware of the relief that you experience at the lifting of the heaviness. It's like it's like when a noise that's been in the background suddenly stops and you become aware of the stillness all of a sudden. And how the presence of that sound in the background, even though you might not have been consciously aware of it, was causing some level of stress in your nervous system. And you're so relieved when all of a sudden it stops. It is ultimately our choice. We get to choose the experience we want to have in relation to any situation or person. And we get to choose how we will experience forgiveness and letting go as well. If we believe it is difficult, arduous, and hard to do, that will be our experience. If we believe that it's time now to let go, and that we're finished carrying that burden, and that we have the support of the entire universe to step into a greater light, we will be able to do so much more easily. And it is a choice because we cannot have both. We cannot be stuck in resentment and bitterness and expect to live a life full of love and joy. They are not the same frequency. We cannot experience joy while we are broadcasting resentment and feeling oppressed. And we cannot experience resentment in the presence of joy. They belong to two different levels of frequency. And just as you cannot play two radio stations simultaneously from one radio receiver, you must consciously change your own channel if you wish to have a different experience. For those sacred friends, those areas of life where we feel the most stuck in negativity, our best option is to find something we're more interested in than the negativity that we're carrying. Now, sometimes when a negative situation has been carried for a long time, we begin to unconsciously craft our identity around it as something that defines us. And there can be unconscious resistance to letting it go because the ego is identified with the negativity and uses it as a way to maintain a separation consciousness. So you have to decide whether you're going to let that situation define you for another day or whether you are ready to break through that shell. When you are passionately interested in your own freedom and liberation, and when you invest your energy in that, you will be less and less willing to invest it in that which is not in alignment with your true nature, in, in that which diminishes your light and dampens your life force. This is where having a dream for your life comes in, because without a clear energetic template in the form of our vision, for the molecules of the universe to organize themselves around, we will default to old habits and ways of being. Even if we know we want to outgrow them, we can still default to that 
absent a clear energetic template for this divine energy that is breathing us to run itself through. If, however, we are passionately interested in creating the life of our dreams, we can feel that the things we have not yet forgiven represent a dead weight or an impediment to our progress. So there's another reason to feel grateful to our sacred friends. They help us connect with how we would really love to feel, the life that we would really love to live if we could free ourselves through forgiveness. Here's a process to help you. First step, think of the situation with your sacred friend. Notice the negative emotional charge attached to that situation. Step two, take a few deep breaths as you say to yourself, in this moment, there's a power that's breathing me and that power within me is greater than the hurt, the disappointment, the anger, the mistake, whatever applies to your situation. There's a power that's breathing me and that power within me is greater than fill in the blank. I forgive not the behavior, but the being. And if it's a situation or a condition uh, that is your sacred friend, you just leave out the last sentence. Step three, separate the facts from the emotion and notice that circumstances are neutral. There are the facts of the situation and then there's the emotional charge. Separate those and notice that circumstances are neutral. Step four, continue to breathe slowly in through your nose and out through your mouth and consider how this relationship with your sacred friend, whether it's a person or a situation or condition, how this relationship connects you to your spirit and is helping you to evolve your heart. You may even begin to feel some gratitude in the circumstance. Final step, wish them well, wish your sacred friend well, and wish yourself well. Forgiveness does not change what happened but it does change our relationship to what happened. So here's a question for you. What gift could you receive by transforming your relationship to your sacred friend? I'd love to hear from you. It's my hope that you have found value in this series on the grace of forgiveness and that you've started to notice some shifts in your experience just from listening to this podcast and implementing some of the processes. Let me know how you go. Next week, a bonus episode where we'll focus on the practice of loving kindness and how it can help us to generate a field of compassion and soften our hearts. See you then. Thank you for joining me in the grace space where you're always in the right place. If you love this podcast, I invite you to subscribe to it and submit a review if you feel called to do so. Also, be sure to sign up for my newsletter right here. I look forward to spending this time with you again next week. Meanwhile, I send you love and blessings. Bye for now.